only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. The KTSA Home Improvement Woo! Show with Martin Bamba, presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now, 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550 KTSA FM 107.1. My name is Martin Bamba. That's my buddy Jim Smith right over there. And we are here to help. And we've got uh, the uh, the ever optimistic and uh, and positive Don Cooper Stevens in the studio today. Bah humbug! We, we, <laughs> you start to remind me of Sean Ryma. I hate everybody. I hate everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. We are, we appreciate you making us part of your Saturday morning routine, and uh, we we look forward to having this time with you each and every Saturday morning. Uh, Jim took off last week and spent a little time with his son out of state, but we are glad to have him back. And glad uh, to be back. Glad to be back. This is a whole lot better than where I was at this time last Saturday. I'll tell you. <laughs> you didn't like it up there, huh? Oh, no, I loved it up there. I loved the whole thing. But a 61-hour drive, man, I wouldn't look forward to that again for anything. No. Nobody should drive 61 hours. That is just brutal. Well, that's including some stops. We didn't, we, we, we stopped and uh, saw some sights, and then uh, we stopped for a few hours, and I kicked the seat back in the car and slept a little bit. But other than that, no, nope, we were in that car from Saturday morning to Monday night. Wow, dude. So y'all didn't stop and stay anywhere? Nope. Nope. We spent, 61 hours on the road. Yeah. Well, we spent about six, maybe six or seven hours um, in one park, uh, about three hours in another park. Then I kicked the seat back at one point and slept for about three hours, and then another point I slept for about two hours. That's just, man, I couldn't do that. I, I, Craziest craziest part of the drive was Bakersfield, California, to the I-215 cutoff in L.A. is 92 miles. And it took us five and a half hours to make that 92 miles. To go 92 miles. Yep. you gotta, yep. you got to love L.A. traffic. Well, I figured out why the traffic was so bad. Why is that? It was all, it was all them California license plates on the road. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it back in one piece and all safe, and uh, welcome back to the show. We're glad to have you. Uh, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between is part of uh, of, of the, the conversation, the subject matter. We would love to talk to you about anything. And last week had some good calls about a bunch of different bunch of different home improvement topics last week. Had some great calls last week. And uh, always happy to take those um, 
I, I can't remember them all, but there were there were some good calls last week, and and we appreciate you for that, and uh, and we want you to get in with those today. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five is the number. Two ten five nine nine fifty five. 55 is the number to get in on that home improvement conversation uh, today with your topic, roof to foundation, everything in between. Um, talked with, uh, gosh, uh, every every week we, we like to give you a little update on what's going on in the state of the of the construction business and, and the state of the remodeling industry. And uh, it, it is, you know, very much the same. Uh, I saw an article and an interview with, with several different um professionals and and experts in the the construction field I saw a television um, interview in particular uh, that talked about when we can expect to see things improve in this area and and by improve I mean better delivery times uh, shorter lead times less uh, the delays in, in shipping and manufacturing and installation and, and certainly uh, less delays in in product that is needed to make certain uh, you know construction and industry items like doors windows and so on uh, I had thought uh, in everything that I had seen and and th- this is a moving timeline because I had originally thought that by you know, first quarter of 2022 would start seeing some improvements, some changes, and and the the fact of the matter is, that's just not going to happen. And and in fact, my my last um, estimate that I had looked at and and I had, I had determined uh, just from everything I've been seeing and reading, looked much more like late 2022, last quarter of 2022. Well, the the folks on this interview that uh, are much more in the know than I am and certainly on the inside of of some of these things more deeply than I am uh estimate first quarter of 23 as as a kind of a light at the end of the tunnel uh type situation so if you're waiting on windows um you're you're going to continue to wait on windows if you're waiting on doors you're going to continue to wait if you're waiting on building materials you're going to continue to wait and as long as you understand that and you're you're willing to accept that, then fantastic. Um, the the um, delays are, are not showing any signs of letting up. Uh, there was an interview done on KTRIPLI TV uh, two weeks ago, and, and I mentioned it briefly last week. And there was a lady that was interviewed on there. And, and, and in fact, we, we had to, to go and look because she didn't say who she had, had purchased from. She didn't say what the company was. But she had been waiting on Windows for seven months, and we went in and checked our database, and it's it's not one of our customers. So I know definitively that <laughs> we're not the only ones that are having these types of delays, and I knew that before that, but that was just further verification of that. And uh, there there are some window companies out there uh, that are that are actually being honest with their customers and telling customers it's going to be six to eight months, and some of them are saying up to a year, depending on the product. Um, so just you know just exercise your patience understand that that's that's the state that we're in right now and it's uh it's not going to improve in the very near future the the only hope for us to improve this is to open up supply chains uh have less raw product delays add more personnel to manufacturing and installation divisions of every sector and uh, in order to do that, you have to have people that want to work. And uh, you know, and 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 there is such a thing as 
as a cap on what you can pay somebody without completely pricing yourself out of business. And and um, you know whenever you 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 see the the inflation going in the direction it's going and continuing to rise, you just have to ask yourself, you know, how long is that going to be sustainable? And my answer is I don't know. I, I know that. Uh, that that people are still buying uh, the the demand for remodeling and replacement windows and doors and siding is still very strong right now, and and doesn't show any signs of letting up, but uh, but it certainly is is something to look at. And and the main thing again, I want to circle back around and reiterate the main thing that I want to to express to you and and relate to you as the listener is if you do buy windows uh, right now or doors right now. Uh, don't believe anybody when they tell you it's going to be a six-week to eight-week lead time. It's simply not true. And uh, and unfortunately, by the time you realize it's not true, you're so deep into the contract that you can't get out of it, and and uh, and and you just you just don't know. Anybody who says that they know better and that they you know can do better is simply uh, not telling you the truth. And and that's the only way I know how to put that. Uh, with that being said, at Window World, we would love to talk to you, and we would love to help you uh, with your home improvement needs um, and and set a realistic timeline for you as we have it from our manufacturers, and that adjusts. I mean, eight months ago, our realistic timeline uh, timeline was uh, six to twelve weeks. I believe that was a year ago. Then it went from from eight to fourteen weeks, and as it's changed, we've changed with it, and you know, and and made those changes in our in our contracts and and uh, in in our presentations to our customers and that won't change when they start coming down we'll start changing them in the other direction but that's again that's probably a good eight to twelve months away so not the bearer of great news but it is what it is hey uh, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555 let's get right to those phone lines Teresa. good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show good morning mr bomba how are you sir I am so good. I am so good. How are you this morning? Fine. Thank you very much. I've got kind of a raspy voice, but I'm doing okay. Well, you know what? Those allergies have been tearing me and my wife up, too, so I I get you. I understand. How can we help you this morning? Great. Well, first of all, I'd like to know if you recommend a chimney sweeper. If I recommend... A chimney sweeper. Oh, yes. Do you have one in particular to do... Would use more than the other or none at all? You know what? I used a chimney sweep when we moved into the house that we're currently in a year ago, and he, he did a fantastic job for me. Uh, if I can wrangle up his phone number, I, I don't remember the name right off the top of my head, but I will be happy to pass that on to you if you'll drop me an email, and if and if I can uh, get that. I, I He did a great job for me, and uh, and I would definitely recommend him to anybody. Okay, and your email address? It's M. B O M B A at windowworldtx.com. Windowworldtx.com. Yes, ma'am, and, and I absolutely and I absolutely do recommend that you get your chimney swept uh, at least every couple of years. Uh, it will it will help prevent fires. It will get the creosote out of there, and and I definitely do recommend that. Okay, very good. Then I've got one other question. We're having issues with our AC unit, the closet where the AC unit is in. 
the AC unit itself has developed mildew in some areas. What do you recommend I do? Um, well, a, there you go. It's uh, it's not uncommon for the mildew to develop in those areas because if there's a small air leak that's keeping the air cool in the closet, however, it's not dehumidifying it. The best way to do it is with a light um, chlorine or vinegar solution. Just mist it onto the mildewy areas and let it sit for a little while, and then you can either rinse it off, wipe it off, or um, as long as it is not on... Um, a painted surface, you can just leave it, uh, let it sit there. Um, where the mildew grows in that closet is due to the moisture levels that are in there without any way to get the moisture out and dust. That's what causes the mildew to grow in there. You may, if you have an AC company that does uh, maintenance on your system, you may have them check and see about sealing any air leaks in the closet. Seal air leaks, okay. Um Besides the unit itself, on the wall, which is painted, there's one side of the wall that is developing moist uh, mildew. Okay, that the may be... The vinegar wouldn't do good there? No, the vinegar would be great there. Just uh, make sure you, you wipe it off with a clean, clean water okay. towel to keep okay. it from sitting there. However, um, if it's building mildew on the wall, um, that points to possibly a water leak or a spot in the refrigerant piping where the insulation is uh, is deteriorated. That's definitely something you want to get checked by an uh, uh, air conditioning contractor. Okay, very good. Okay, well, that about answers my questions. Thank you well, both th very much. Thanks, have a Teresa. Great day. Well, thank you, ma'am. You have a wonderful weekend, and, and enjoy it immensely. It's going to be one of those, you know, what we call Chamber of Commerce weekends around San Antonio and the Hill Country, so take advantage <laughs> yeah, sure. of it, okay? I sure will. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Teresa. We appreciate it. 210-599-5555 is the number. 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning. Your questions are what it's all about. Um, you know, she asked about a chimney sweep, and, and I think that that's one of those often forgotten, neglected chores that, uh, that, that people with fireplaces have. Uh, really and truly don't do often enough. And and I've been, uh, I'll raise my hand, I've been guilty of it myself because for about, you know, nine, ten months out of the year, it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, it's just a an appliance in the corner of your house that you don't use and you try to cover up and make look good. And uh, for the couple of times out of the year that you're using it or the, the couple of months out of the year that you're using it, uh, you just don't think about that sometimes. But the truth is, if you burn your fireplace regularly, and now I'm, we're talking we're talking wood burning fireplace now, if if you're if you're burning a wood burning fireplace regularly throughout the the winter season, every couple of years or so, you really do need to sweep that chimney um, because you don't know if some of the wood that you've gotten may be a little green, and if you burn green wood in a fireplace, it can build up creosote on the inside of the chimney flue. If that happens uh, and embers get up in there and they can actually catch that on fire and, and many house fires in the north especially start as a result of the chimney catching on fire first and then spreading to other parts of the house. You know, you think, well, it's a chimney. It's, it's contained. There's, there's, there's no chance of that happening. Well, that's just simply not true because if you have enough flammable material in there and it gets hot enough, 
it can spread to other parts of the house and uh, and and cause major major damage and and uh, and worse. So uh, always, if you have a fireplace, wood burning fireplace, always be sure to get yourself a uh, a chimney sweep at least every couple of years. Do, well, do you I, have any chimney sweeps that you recommend, Jim? Not that I could recommend right away, Martin, because I've lived in the house that I that I'm in right now for over ten years. We have a fireplace, and I have never lit it once. Well, there you go. The really, that, you've never you've never lit, lit it one time. No, no. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I would never light it if you know we lost electricity and it was cold for a while, like during Snowmageddon. However, we were fortunate did not lose power during Snowmageddon. But I'm not saying that I wouldn't light it. But the main reason I haven't lit it is because, brother, I live in a manufactured home. I'm not going to light a fireplace in a manufactured home. That's just me personally. You know, not a wood burning. If it were gas, I might light it. But a wood burning fireplace? No, I'm just not going to do it in a manufactured home. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you, man. And, and I would probably feel the same way. I don't think that I would either. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Um, I'm just kind of searching around, trying to see who I used the last time. The one that came um, most highly recommended to me at the time that I, I used a chimney sweep last was a company called Nature's Own Chimney Cleaning. And they do chimney and dryer vent cleaning, and uh, and 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 they have great reviews. Um, Four point six rating with three hundred thirty one Google reviews, so good reviews, and uh, and a reputable company. So that that would probably be the one that I would I would recommend um, if if you're you know if you're looking for a a good company. Uh, phone lines are open two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five. 55. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning as we uh, go to Romero. Romero, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Uh, yes, good morning. Good morning. Um, my my bedroom or our bedroom faces the street. And um, so uh, because of that, we have a lot of street noise. And I'm trying to see if there's a way to cut down street noise. I've I've already replaced all the windows. But uh, that didn't do uh, the reduction of noise was very minimal. Okay. Uh, there are so many factors that go into reducing noise uh, on a given home that make it almost impossible to definitively say, well, replacing your windows are going to reduce the dBs this much. Um, you know, you can, you can quantify the, the noise reduction in a window, no problem. But when you factor in every other thing on the house, um, you, you you can't quantify that definitively. And much of it is also perception, Romero. I want you to understand that, that, that you, you think that noise hasn't been reduced, but it likely has been to some extent, just not to the extent that you thought it should be in your mind. With that being said, what is the exterior of your home? Uh, it's, uh, I would say, 25% break on the bottom Side and then the rest just uh, wood. Okay, and uh, that on that side that faces the street, the other percent is wood. It's the same. Okay, so there is one place you could reduce noise by adding a a three quarter inch polystyrene um, polystyrene insulation to your walls, and and over that installing an insulated siding product. That would give you a total of about 
an inch and a half to two inches of polystyrene insulation on the outside of your walls, and that absolutely will help uh, further reduce the noise. Uh, then the other factor is your attic insulation, because you, you certainly can get noise through your eaves, through your roof, depending upon how much attic insulation you have. So check and see if you have the adequate amount of, of attic insulation. If you don't, consider uh, further insulating your attic or or removing the insulation well, there that, 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 that might that that may be an issue because the attic I practically don't have an attic above my bedroom area it's yep. uh it's extremely so it's a very space. very small crawl space very small crawl space um Correct. I, I'm guessing like a a a, a um, coffered ceiling or a or, or a cathedral ceiling where you have virtually no attic space. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you won't be able to do anything there, unfortunately. That's that's going to be a difficult one because if you can't get in there to ins- to put any insulation in, you can't add any insulation. But you might want to look at the siding portion of the house to help further reduce that noise a little bit. And then thirdly, the windows that you replaced, uh, I assume you replaced them with double-pane windows, yes? Uh, Triple-pane. Triple pane windows, okay. Triple pane windows um, are the second most quiet residential normal replacement windows you can buy. The the most quiet that you can buy is a laminate window, which is very very um, very similar to um, uh, the windows that we install on the coast. They're they're like a hurricane window. It's a it's a, a piece of of flexible vinyl that has two pieces of glass adhered to it. And those are the most quiet windows that we sell now. Can you get noise abatement windows that are more quiet? Yeah, you can. And you're talking anywhere between $2,800 to $4,000, $5,000 per window. So most consumers don't want to spend that. The next step would be to install interior-mounted storm windows on your house, and that will give you a very noticeable reduction in noise. Um, Installing an interior-mounted storm window will dramatically reduce the noise level in your house but if you want to get the right combination that combined with the with a good double insulated wall system you're going to see a whole lot of good there well do you do do i'm sorry go ahead let me just throw one thing in there on the interior installed storm windows martin is 100 percent correct about the uh the noise reduction in that however if the insulation in your walls is weak or inferior, you're still not going to get the noise reduction you're looking for. Well, I think I think that may be the issue right there is is the wall itself, uh, not necessarily the windows. And that's where Martin uh, suggested that we got we come in with a good three quarter inch polystyrene insulation on the exterior, with a good insulated uh, wall system on top of that. I would do that before I would do the interior mounted storm windows Absolutely. see if that see if that does the trick for you if not then the next and last step would be to put the interior mounted storm windows is there anyone that you can recommend that would be able to have this job give me an estimate or Absolutely you're evaluate. talking to them Absolutely oh. Window World does it every single day it's called our Window World 6000 insulated wall system and if you give us a call at 210 767 0995 uh, and and you can even ask for Jim if you like, and uh, we'll get you on the schedule. Great, great. Okay, well, that's what I wanted to hear. Very good. Uh, appreciate that information. Well, thank you, Romero. We appreciate you calling this morning, and uh, thanks for being a part of the show, and we hope we can help you. 
Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's. Uh, Get that phone number out there, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation as we go to Liz. Liz, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home good Improvement morning. Show. Good morning. How are you all doing? Outstanding, Liz. How can Wonderful. we help you? Well, um, first of all, I wanted to let you know that I had a uh, shower install for, you know, like a senior program that they offer for seniors, but uh, when I turned the shower on, the water takes somewhere about five minutes to get warm, and I believe it wastes a lot of water before it gets warm. So is there anything that I can do in regards to that or not? Jim, I'll let you take this one. Yes. Um, you can put in a circulating pump on your water, um, your hot water system that is mm-hmm. going to keep the hot water constantly moving through the pipes. What you're experiencing is that the water between that shower and the water heater, the water that's in the pipe cools off. So when you turn on the shower, you have to get all of that water out of the pipe before you get the hot water from the heater. If you put in a circulating pump, which is a device they come in and install uh, pretty close to the last um, outlet of the hot water, and what this does, it constantly keeps the the, the, the hot water moving through the hot water line. So that mm-hmm. when you turn on a faucet, your your hot water is pretty close to instant. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know who would do something like that? There, pretty much any reputable plumbing company would be able to take care of it if you have someone that you use or trust. Um, mm-hmm. There's and there's a lot of good companies out there that uh, that, that do this. Martin uh, mm-hmm. Alamo Water Softeners. Do they do they put in circulating? Pumps? I, I believe they do. I believe they yeah. do. That's that's the first place I would try. Would be Alamo Water Softeners, and uh, mm-hmm. their number if you need it. Uh, let me grab yes, that for you real quick. Uh, I've got it here somewhere. Oh my goodness. Let me uh, <laughs> let me just dig through all of my paperwork. I can, I, I can look it up if, if, if it's too much trouble. No, I've I've got it right here. If, if you're ready, uh, actually the best thing to do is go online to alamowatersofteners.com. AlamoWaterSofteners.com, and you can book your appointment right there. Okay. Okay. Does it matter if your water heater is older or or newer? Because I believe mine is about 10 years old. I moved here about six years ago, but it's been about 10 years now that this water heater has been here. They will absolutely let you know if it's time to replace. They will absolutely let you know that. That may be a lot of your issue right there. Um, oh, you may okay. have very diminished capacity in your water heater due to calcium buildup. Oh, okay. But they'll be able to tell me. Yes, ma'am. They'll be able to tell to okay. tell you uh, everything about it. Okay. Another quick question. Uh, on the chimney sweeper that I heard you talk to that lady that she would need somebody like that, is there a difference between a chimney sweeper and a chimney cleaner? No, ma'am. That's one and the same. If you're if you're if you're cleaning a chimney, you're sweeping it. Yeah, because I moved here, like I said, uh, six years ago. Never used it. I want to use it, but I don't know if I need somebody like that to come check it first, like you mentioned earlier. Yes, ma'am. If you've not used it yet and it hasn't been used in a long while, the very first thing I would do is get a chimney sweep out there to to inspect it, um, mm-hmm. safety certify it, and clean it. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it could be a chimney sweeper or chimney cleaner, either one. Yes, ma'am. And the one that, that came highly recommended to me whenever I had mine done is a company called Nature's Own. Um, Nature's Own? 
Yes, ma'am. Nature's own chimney cleaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'll look the number up. Okay. And, uh, my last question real quick is uh, I wanted to know if there's some caulk to cover um, the holes in uh, cement. or Do they have them colored or do they only come in white if you put some caulk on it? Uh, yes, ma'am. They, they do. It's a, it's a mortar patch, and there are several different shades of it. And it comes in a tube, and it's made specifically for patching concrete. And it's called mortar patch? Mortar, mortar patch. Mortar. Mortar. M-O-T-O-R? No, no, mortar. M-O-R-T-A-R. Mortar patch. Oh, I'm sorry. Patch. Mortar as in concrete. Yeah, where could you find those? Any big box store has them. Which one? Uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, any place like that. Okay. Okay. Okay, Thank you so very much. All right, Liz. Thank you for calling. Thanks for being a part of our show today. We appreciate you. Hey, let's get right back to the phone lines, 210-599-5555. Bill, Mary, don't go anywhere, but Dan, you're up right now on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Dan. Uh, Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I have an insulation question in regards to my attic. We have blown insulation that covers our home but not the garage, and I've heard uh, about this radiant barrier where they put the bats up in between the 2 by 6 actually right up against the sheet, the roof. Is that something that's uh, a good product, and will it really save on energy? Uh, yes, it will save on energy. Here's the thing that, that I always tell folks is that radiant barrier is an, is an outstanding addition to insulation. It is not a replacement for insulation. Uh, it does a good job of reflecting radiant um, heat from that comes through your decking into your attic, reflecting it back out and and helping keep your attic a little more cool. But it does not; it's not an insulator. So two very different things. If you're asking me if it's a good addition and if it's worth the money, the answer is yes. If you buy it right, uh, if if you have somebody installing it for the right price. Then yes, it is. Um, you know, somebody's coming out and telling you they want six or seven dollars a square foot for radiant barrier. It's a waste of money. If it's a reasonable price and it and it and and it's installed by professionals, yes, it is a very good product. And keeping the garage cooler would keep the, obviously the house cooler. Uh, it, it it would help. Um, it would help a little bit because the wall that is in your garage, of course, is is you know not going to have the heat on it that it normally would. Uh, another thing that can help keep your garage more insulated and more uh, comfortable is in is installing an insulated garage door. I don't know if your garage doors are insulated or not, but that makes a tremendous difference in the temperature inside your garage. And uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Get yourself one right now. Second hour does fill up fast, 210-599-5555. Anything home improvement from the roof to the foundation to everything in between is on topic. My name is Martin Bamba. That's my buddy Jim Smith right over there. I think. Maybe. We are here to help. Uh, and we are going to get uh, get right back to your phone calls right now. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, we have two... Renai on-demand hot water heaters. One of them works great. The other one that supplies the kitchen 
kind of like that previous one that they called. It takes forever. I was just wondering, do they even make any kind of circulating pump or anything to expedite that? You know, it's funny that you asked that, uh, Billy, is uh, because last week I had the exact same question, and unfortunately the answer is no, uh, because yeah. the the way a circulating pump works is you attach this pump to the inlet and the outlet on the top of your water heater, and then you attach yeah. a circulating bib underneath the sink on the farthest run from that water heater. It could be in the bathroom, could be in the kitchen. And then it's constantly moving water through the pipes and, and keeping that heated water during the time in which you turn the timer on so it's always there readily available. With with a on-demand water heater system, it, it works completely differently because you don't have a tank full of hot water. The water heats as it goes through yep. the system, so there's no way to constantly pump that through. Now, what you could do is you could get a small um, – wh- which area are you having problems with? Uh, it's in the kitchen. You could possibly get a small, maybe 10-gallon water heater and put it under the sink in the kitchen. That would fix your problem. Um, that would probably be the easiest thing to do and the least expensive thing to do. Uh, other than that, you know, if if there's a better way to do it, I don't know what it is. I'm going to start doing some research on that because if I've had two questions about it, there's more people that have that question, and I'd, I'd like to know if there might be a better way. I, I don't know of one right off the top of my head. Sorry, Martin. I just came back. Well, my wife loves taking. Go ahead, Billy. Sorry about that. Well, my wife loves taking taking a bath, so I think I'll just tell her she needs to go run some bath water right there, and that's right by the kitchen and everything. So uh, anyway, we may go at it that way. I don't know. That might help. That might help because it'll get the it'll get the water flowing through there and at a much higher volume than you will through your sink faucet. So. I uh, hate to waste water yeah. like that, but that might be the answer for, for the short term. Yeah. And one other thing, I will say this pizza oven we got down there, that thing does the best. That's the closest to a Ruth Chris steak I've ever had coming what out kind of, of that thing. Now, what no kind of pizza thing. oven did you get? What do you have? We got that one from California, that Ferno or what? Oh, El Forno. El Forno. Yes. yes. Yeah, I love that. You, you get that baby. We've cooked more steaks in that thing when we have pizza. Anyway. You know what? And 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 a lot of people don't realize that. But with those pizza ovens, they do a fantastic char on a steak. They also make really really good rustic bread. If if you if you ever try it to make some gonna, bread, you will love it. I'm gonna have to try that. I bet that would be great. Oh man, that smoke that little bit of smoky flavor that it gets on it. It is fantastic. All right, gentlemen. Well, we love y'all's show. Well, thank you, Billy. Well, appreciate, appreciate you calling it. this morning, and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we helped in some small way. Have a wonderful weekend, okay? Oh, yeah. You too. All righty. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, as we go to Mary. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Uh, I heard y'all guys discussing uh, chimney sweeping earlier, and I, the reason I called is because I hired someone last year to do it, and uh, they were here like 10 minutes, and they, they, you know, did it in 10 minutes, and they're a highly reviewed good place, but I don't know, I felt kind of, and it left me with not a good feeling because it was so fast. I was wondering, how do you feel on uh, me purchasing 
my own tool from like a box store and doing it myself. How do you guys advise on that? It, it can be a very, very, very messy project if you're not careful. That's that's the thing about these these professionals that do this is they have vacuum cleaners that they attach to their to their system and they collect all the dust, keep it nice and clean. If you don't do that, before you know it, you can fill up the you you, you can fill up the uh, the house with with soot before you know it. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I wouldn't do it. But wow. I would tell you that that ten minutes was probably the amount of time it took him to do it. It is not a lengthy project. It's a, a relatively yeah. short project. Um, you probably paid what around ninety nine bucks or so to do it. Twice that. Twice that. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, and and. Um, uh, that's that seems a little high, but it depends on where you're at and and all of that too. But uh, it doesn't necessarily mean he did not do a thorough and complete job. That's what I will tell you. Okay, okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Uh, one other thing on that: How do you feel about the uh, the camera? Is that something I should do? You know, or the carbon monoxide will will kind of catch if anything is leaking through there. I know okay. they do camera. Inspections. The camera inspections on your chimney? Yes. I think it's a great idea, especially if you haven't uh, either haven't used the chimney in a very long time or if you use it all the time and have never had that done. Uh, and, it's, and, it's, and it's an older chimney. I mean, if it's a couple of years old, not necessary. But if, if it's you know, 15, 20 years old, yeah, you might, you might want to have that done. Okay. Okay, great. That way you can, and- you can find cracks and breaches in your flue. And uh, and and the chimney sweep should also be inspecting your fire bricks in the in the firebox, making sure that there are no major cracks in there that could be a source of uh, of a fire starting. Okay, okay, yeah, he did that. I asked him. He did that. Okay, and on one last question is, I need to replace my uh, smoke alarms, and they're all wired. So when I replace them, should I get wired ones or should I switch over to the battery ones? What's your thoughts on that? That's a, it's a catch-22, really. I mean, the wired ones, the advantage is you never have to worry about changing batteries. However, if you're going to replace wired smoke detectors with wired smoke detectors, you probably want to have an electrician do it. Because if you get them out of sequence, Martin and I can both personally attest you will. It's going to take you forever to find the one that is the issue, <laughs> because the wired smoke detectors work in series. In other words, if one sets off, it sets them all off. And if one wire is wrong, one wire is loose, it's going to continually set off the smoke alarms. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fun. No, it, it's not. And <laughs> uh, the house in, in court, the house in Port A, Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah that that was that was a fun one. Try to track that down. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Just know that there are limitations, and and that's one of the things that can go wrong. Okay, okay, all right. All right, all right well, Mary, thank you. thank you. We appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, get yourself a phone line too. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five. 55. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. It is the KTSA Home Improvement Show. My name is Martin Bamba, and that's my buddy Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And let's get to Linda. Linda, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. 
Well, hello. Um, I listened to your show. It's the first time I've called in. Um, I used to live in a condo, and this was never an issue. Uh, in uh, the spring, I bought a house and moved in in April. And outside, it looked like they might have done some foundation work because there was some dirt that was moved, but they said they hadn't. And it had been, the house was built in 1958. Well, so I've been here a few months, and now I have a crack, a very small crack over a window in my dining room and one of my bedrooms. Uh, there are no cracks outside on the foundation because, you know, we walked around a bunch in the beginning. Now, there is a crack on the patio, but it's, you know, it's not a big crack. So, I don't know what to do at the moment. So, I, this was a timely ad. You just talked about foundation support. So. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and for... What happens? So, uh, what okay. So, what is, what is the question? I'm sorry, Linda. What, what, what was the exact question? Well... I'm, you know, I'm wondering if I have a problem, and I have, you know, it, this is, it looks like a surface crack above this window. It's very small, and they completely, you know, they they redid the drywall and everything, and there was an issue with the drywall in in the bedroom. They just hadn't done it right, and so for a while I was wondering if that was what was wrong wrong here, but I don't know. Yeah, if and you're I'm if you're really if new you're to San Antonio, so I don't know about the dirt, so. Well, the thing is, as long as, you know, these are not major cracks, they could be cosmetic, it's possible, but that's why we recommend that you get a, a good, competent foundation company out to assess the situation and, and determine if it's really a foundation problem or not. Because sometimes there are settling cracks and, and you know, cosmetic cracks, especially in drywall, that uh, that can occur, you know, just naturally and, and it just, you know, they happen and doesn't really cause any problems. But a foundation issue is a whole different situation and you want to know the difference between the two so yeah if, if the best advice i have for you is to call foundation support specialists have them come out take a look at at your foundation take a look at your home and do an assessment on it and then you know tell you what the right course of action would be okay i kind of wonder since the house is so old that this would have shown up sooner not necessarily not necessarily. There, there are different weather conditions. We had an exceptionally wet year uh, up until a couple of months ago uh, right. that, that could I, have heaved. Yeah, I've been wa- well, I was watering around with them because I used to live in the Houston area. And, you know, years like that, if it was too wet and then it dried out, you needed to go water around. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. And, and there's a proper way to do that, too. You know, so many people will lay that soaker hose right up against the foundation, and that's a mistake. That is such a mistake. You you have to back it off. You know you have to back it off by a few feet uh, in order to not cause more problems than you're fixing. And um, you know that. But but for me to answer over the phone whether it's an actual foundation right. problem or not is impossible. But I guarantee you that foundation support specialists can help you with this. All right. Well, like I said, it was a very timely ad, and I got the number down, so thank you. <laughs> well, good. Well, be sure to tell them I sent you, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate you calling this morning. 210-599-5555 is the number. 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation like Steve right now. Steve, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Mark and, and Jeff. Thanks for doing this show. I uh, learned, learned a lot from you <laughs> He got both of our names wrong. 
Oh, oh, did. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. would be that would be Martin and Jimmy. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, my my hearing must be gone. I'm sorry about that. That's but, okay, uh, Bob. Go ahead, gentlemen. I'm I'm buying a, a house. It's about twenty twenty one years old. I had an inspector look at it, and I've got a question about the attic insulation. It's it's old, blown in insulation. Uh, the thickness seems to be about right, but it's matted down. It's dark gray, and there's some evidence of past rodent activity. You know, it, it has since ceased sure. because the sellers, you know, uh, checked and, and it's gone. But here's my question: it, Is there companies that will suck out or vacuum out that old, blown in insulation? And if so, do you recommend that I put in more blown insulation, fresh stuff, or bat insulation? Uh, I do recommend that you pull that out. And yes, just about any, just about any kind of uh, a good, reputable insulation company will remove the old insul- insulation. Uh, of course, at a fee, but they will remove it. They'll vacuum out all of that area. They'll deodorize and sanitize it if necessary. And yes, I would recommend going back in with a good fiberglass blown-in insulation. Okay, excellent. That's that's kind of what I thought you'd say. And I've got one other real quick question, if you have time. Uh, absolutely. Yes, um, I, this uh, this house is four bedroom house, about three thousand square foot. It has two gas water heaters, one a fifty gallon, one a forty gallon. Um, neither of them have an expansion tank on the top. Uh, question is. Is that is that code now, or if I replace one of these water heaters, do you recommend I put the expansion expansion tank on it? Jim, you want to hop in on that one? Yes, I'm sorry. It is going to depend on exactly where you're at and what municipality you're in and their particular codes. Okay, yeah, this happens to be in Beaumont, so I'm I'm not really sure. Um, I, I I am not either. Uh, some they don't have any codes require- in Beaumont. You can do whatever you want to do. Sure, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, uh, but would you? I mean, would you recommend putting an expansion tank even if it was not code, or is that just um, extraneous stuff? Just there's depends no, on if you're no having problem. any issues. There's no problem with putting it in. Uh, it's it's not going to hurt anything. Um, but if you don't have to, and you don't have to go to the extra expense. You know why would you? Right. Okay. Okay. No, I I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Um, valuable show, and I learned a lot. So thanks for what you guys do. Well, thank you. We appreciate you calling, Steve, and have a great great weekend. Okay. Uh, yes, let's see. Oh yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's see here. We've got to take a break, but Gary, don't go anywhere. You're going to be up first after the break. Your call's 2 at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You're listening to, uh, of course, Mark and Jeff on the uh, KTSA Home Improvement <laughs> Show. Uh, yeah. Don't give uh, the man too much always. of a hard time. No, that was funny. <laughs> that, that was that was funny. I, it's sometimes you get one of the guys' names are wrong, but both of them, that was priceless. That was fantastic. That made my day. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get back to the phone lines at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. As we go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, yes, sir. Having- just had a quick comment on the, the hot water demand systems. Uh, you know, I, I'm on a rainwater catchment system here at the house, so I, I don't want to waste any water. Uh, and so when I built the house, I, I found a, a 
research pump that you can, you know, walk into your bathroom and uh, turn it on if you want to, or it's got a, a sensor that comes on and turns the pump on automatically. But it's, it's gothotwater.com, and uh, they have several different models that you can choose from. And, uh, that, you know, it, it just saves so much water for me here. And uh, and is that compa- is that compatible with a on de- with an on-demand system? I, I I just looked at their website. From what I understand, yes, they do have that make and model now that can do that. Uh, okay, because that's or like I believe hundred percent in those recirculating pumps. Uh, there's there's one in particular that I've had on several houses that I love, but you can't use it on a on a uh, on demand system. So if there is one for an on demand system, I want to know about it. Tell me that website again. It's gothotwater.com. Martin. Okay. Yes, sir. Martin, uh, not highly recommended for a circulating pump on an on-demand system simply because you're going to be defeating the purpose of an on-demand system because you're, you're, going, to be, you're going to be constantly, heating, constantly that water. heating That's heating true. Water. That's true. Yes, so, so any savings you will fight each in, other. Any savings you'd have in water savings, you're going to lose in, in energy savings, sadly. Yes. Now, on a, on a rain catchment system... Now you're going to see the advantage because on the rain on the the rain catchment system, as the man said, you do not want to waste a single drop Absolutely. of water. Absolutely, that is correct. So it's a trade off, but yeah, yes. And and that's why I put in. I I uh, you know I just push the button and I can wait a minute and a half. You know I'm not that big a hurry. You know so uh, you know and I don't want I don't want a true true research system because I don't need hot water at two o'clock in the morning. You know so that's that's why I. I I don't have a problem pushing the button and waiting a minute and a half for, for hot water, you know. Right, right. So yeah, I, I just highly recommend. They have different, several different models. Uh, I mean, it's a little little high price for the initial install and everything, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it's it's for my case, it's, it's I'm I've come that way ahead. So. Well, all right. Well, we appreciate the information this morning, Gary. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, thank you. Y'all have a good show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to Barbara. Barbara, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Martin. I really like your show. Well, thank uh, you. One of my son's friends is building himself a house in the hill country. It's. I, I wonder what you thought about it. He has the flooring. Instead of the cement slab, he's made wood about three or four feet up off the ground and I wondered what you thought about that type of a house okay he's uh, explain again about the the construction again I'm so sorry he's pure he's pure and beam oh it's pure and beam a pure and beam house okay I I love you know in certain areas there's absolutely nothing wrong with pure and beam home I like pure and beam homes Um, if they're built properly and the and the pilings and the piers are put in properly and you have a solid beam, I think it's a fantastic idea. That's good news. I just had one more question. Go ahead. Go Hello? ahead. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm here. Go Minnesota. ahead. I'm from Minnesota where they have tornadoes. But we, every time one goes through my town, they, it takes all the roofs off of these well-built houses. Isn't there something that could be done to prevent that? The whole house uh, is perfect except it has no roof. Well, here's here's what I want you to consider. Is yeah, uh, yes, there are there are ways to help prevent that. Will it ever stop it completely? Absolutely not. Depending on on the uh, the category of the tornado, because we do the same thing on coastal regions on roofs. There are there are tie downs and and anchors that you can put into the rafters that tie to the 
to the walls and down to the foundation of the house to help hold the roof down. However, sometimes the very best thing that could happen is to have that roof be pulled off that house to depressurize it and, and not pull the entire structure apart. So it's, it's a different story when it comes to tornadoes in, because the pressure is, is a little different than it is in a hurricane, although sometimes very similar because they're tornadoes that are produced in some hurricanes. Um, I, I would imagine if construction-wise there was a way to do it, they would find a way to make it code, and they would start doing it in places like Kansas and, and in, uh, you know, in far north Texas and places that really have a, a high, Oklahoma, places that have a high incident of uh, tornadoes. And the other question I, I'm adding, a third one, in Minnesota we would go down in the basement when we had a storm. Why don't they have many basements in Texas? Well, you just answered that, that question yourself, because <laughs> here we don't have... Uh, typically don't have tornadoes or a reason for the basements. Not only that, but in our particular region, in Tex in South Texas and in the Texas Hill Country, if you dig down about four or five inches, you start hitting solid bedrock, and you start hitting solid limestone. So, in other words, to dig a pool, for instance, up in the, in the Hill Country, in Bernie, in Kerrville, in Fredericksburg, if you're going to put a pool in, you will have a backhoe with a jackhammer on it digging for weeks on end to dig a, a, a swimming pool. So putting in basements here would be cost prohibitive in most cases. Well, not just that, but the fact that most of our storms here um, come with heavy flooding. Uh, a basement storm shelter in Texas could almost be a death sentence. Okay, well, that is a. I really enjoyed your answers and I, I i listen to your show often i really learn a lot from it well barbara thank you so much for calling we sure appreciate you being a part of the show this morning thank you all right have a great weekend let's uh let's try to fit one more in here before we go to break uh get yourself a phone line too at 210-599-5555 as we go to tim tim good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show hey i sure appreciate you guys um uh, I called you guys, I guess, uh, back in early early in the year uh, about a suggestion for a pergola down in Corpus, and you gave me a guy by the name of Kevin Kelly. Yes, sir. And I just want to let you know that he did a great, great job. Awesome guy. Ooh, my head he finally did, did a good a job, job when I recommended him. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Whew. So I figured I'd give you guys a call again <laughs> for a recommendation. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Bobcat, Bobcat work. I've got some trenches that I need cleaned out and some possible rock work to border that and to move some dirt, some dirt around. Do you guys have a recommendation in the area? I live in Bernie. Uh, here in, in the Bernie area, man, I'm, I'm trying to think who would have a good recommendation for that. Um, out here in, in Bergheim, there's a fellow named Mike Kood who, who owns an engineering firm. He also owns uh, Bergheim Storage. And he just had a ton of construction work done, and I know that he does a ton of construction work, and he'd be a good guy to ask about that. Do you know Mike by any chance? I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, let me uh, let me do a little Are research you on C U D E, C U D E. Mike Cood, and and I I think that Mike Cood uh, Engineering is where where you'll find him. Uh, but if you call Bergheim, uh, Bergheim Storage. You can also get to him through there, and I bet he'd have a great recommendation for you. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. You're sure welcome. I wish I had somebody. I haven't done any, any construction work here uh, since we've been up here, so I don't have anybody to personally recommend, but but he's. I think he'll be a good source for you. 
All right. You guys have a great day. Hey, Tim, thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate you being uh, on the show this morning. Grab yourself a phone line, 210-599-5555, Let's get to a couple more phone calls before we get out of here, if at all possible. Let's get to Carlos. Carlos, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, Carlos. How can we help you this morning? That's great. Listen, I have a little place. Up. I didn't know if you went this far or not, but. Have a little place in Conroe, Texas. We uh, don't go to we Houston. don't go to Conroe. That's that's more Houston. Oh wow, son of a gun! I was looking for someone to build me a small little twelve hundred square feet home in that area. But anyway, well, we're not home builders anyway, so we couldn't have helped you there. But I'm sure that there are some good home builders up there. Okay, I appreciate it so much, guys. Y'all have a great day. And you got a good show. All hey, right. Carlos, thanks thanks a lot. Appreciate you calling this morning. It's great to Thank know that we have call- callers all the way up in Conroe. That's fantastic. Yes, uh, Gordon, Thanks, good sir. morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yeah, Hello, morning, Gordon. Martin. How are you? How are you all doing? Fan- oh, man, awesome. Awesome. How can we help awesome. you? Hey, I, I had called um, probably about two, three months ago. I'm, I'm trying to find some uh, some ways to, to conserve energy and, and lower my power bills, and I've gone through just about everything on my checklist, um, and I've got to basically, you know, Reinsulating the attic, having blown insulation at it. So I'm looking for a company here in San Antonio. Um, I had a pretty bad experience. I had a company come out and went straight from what I wanted to do to, hey, let's let's install radiant barrier, and, and I was shocked by the price of it. And I was so I'm, I'm really looking for somebody that does blown insulation or maybe a combination of both. Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty small home. It's 23 years old. It's, you know, 1,800 square feet. Um, so looking for some options. Yeah, they're they're. Um, let's see here. There's. I probably know the company that you're talking about that you had come out, and uh, yeah, that that price will <laughs> will floor you, unfortunately, Gordon. Um, the there there's a there's a company that is called IBP Installed Building Products in San Antonio. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good company. Uh, I did not have great experience with another company. I'm certainly not going to mention to you, but uh, IBP is one. Uh, and then there's also South Texas Insulation. That's another one that you might want to try. Um, the 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 one that you talked about, Car- Gordon. Unfortunately, um, I yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about without you even telling me when you, when you told me that they wanted an arm and a leg for uh, radiant barriers. So. That's where they really yeah, make their almost, money. Yeah, it was almost twenty thousand dollars for an eighteen hundred square feet, and I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, "Did did yeah, you say twenty thousand really, dollars for radiant barrier?" They so they they presented to me three options, three different types of radiant barriers. The cheapest one was fifteen, and the other one went up to nineteen. But of course, if I signed on the dotted line, they would sell me the more expensive one at fifteen. <laughs> I put it, I got a, and again, my home's 2,100 square feet in livable space. It's about 1,800 square feet, and they never even talked about um, blowing insulation, which was the primary reason I, I contacted them. And I finally asked them just to leave the property, and thanks for their time. I, I was I was shocked. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, that, that is a little bit out of line as far as... Um as far as price, in fact, it's a lot out of line. For oh, I was going to say a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for what radiant yeah. barrier should be, that's way out of line. Um, so we we used to do radiant barrier. It it just it it 
didn't fit as well within the uh, scope of projects that we typically do, so we discontinued it. But I can tell you that for the same type of job, even today at today's prices, it, that job shouldn't be more than about five, six thousand, seven thousand dollars at the very high end. That's that's kind of, that's kind of what I thought. And, and you know, my home is a single story. I've got a metal roof. Um, I had all the AC and duct work done. New AC last year, duct work done about nine years ago. And I know the insulation is the old rolled batting. Um, and that, it's probably the original batting from 23 years ago. So I, I think my home would probably work with, uh, I, I would probably suit me well with some blown insulation because the crawl space on that metal roof is very small. It, it's, it's tiny. That's, that's why I was going for blown insulation. The old batting is actually, it's about, it's about the width of, of, of the boards up top, you know, the two by fours, four inch batting. And it's actually sure, yeah. compressed a little bit. So, uh, uh, there, there's a couple of them. While we're, while we're sitting here talking, I'm just kind of going and doing my own research online, and, and I found a couple. Uh, I'll tell you the one that I would call. Don't know anything about them. I've never used them, but just looking at their website, looking at their reviews, uh, looking at everything that I see on here, there's a company called Insulation Works that, uh, okay. that you might want to give a try. Fantastic. Well, you gave me three places to start, and I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you calling this morning, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You too, Martin. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, uh, if you want to get a hold of Jim or myself during the week, easiest and best way is always to drop us a line via email, and Jim's email is? jsmith at windowworldtx.com. And if you want to drop me a line, it's mbomba, that's M-B-O-M-B-A, at windowworldtx.com. Always happy to hear from you, and uh, if we can help in any way, drop us a line. Uh, we'll get back to you as soon as humanly possible. Uh, phone calls are not the best way to call us, uh, or not the best way to get a hold of us, because we are both exceptionally busy during the week and and uh, and, and and have our day gigs, you know. But uh, love to hear from you. Hey, our thanks to Don Cooper-Stevens for doing a bang-up job, as always, Woo-hoo! in the studio. Thank you so much for uh, for helping us out and thank you, Jeff. Sound great. Thank you very much. Appreciate appreciate you, Ron. Uh, and uh, uh, we, uh, we 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 love it. Whenever Mark, Don's you there. have it's a great a weekend too. Yeah, thank you very thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate you. Uh, and you guys have a fantastic weekend. Coming up next is Louis Siriani and the KTSA Automotive Show. Uh, we've got Mike Hermes and Holly Hermes and the What's It Worth show later on this afternoon and just a great weekend of programming on KTSA. Keep it locked in here. We'll see you next week on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.